0: Product Board Engineering Leadership Podcast Podcast Podcast, podcast. Uh, hi, and welcome to the next episode of uh, Product Board Engineering Leadership Excellence podcast, where we talk in the second season about Steph Plus Engineering. This is a podcast uh, by Product Board. We recently changed the name from Engineering Leadership Podcast to Engineering Leadership Excellence to uh, align with our product excellence framework. We uh, show our customers how to uh, run product companies. And with me today, I have a very special guest and a recent joiner of Product Board, Claudio Andre. Hi, Claudio. Hi. Uh, Claudio joined Product Board as an engineering leader in San Francisco, and he will be building teams uh, in San Francisco for Product Board engineering teams. And I thought this would be an awesome opportunity to talk with a hiring manager who will be hiring, uh, we are hiring staff engineers and senior staff engineers. And this podcast is for people who uh, are at these roles or aspire to be in these roles. So I wanted to know like, you know, from the perspective of a hiring manager, uh, what, what they are looking for and what candidates should do to be hired as one of these. So that will be the general theme of our, our podcast. But before it, uh, Claudio, can you maybe quickly introduce yourself to, to the audience? Like, uh, what, what, what did you do in the past and what was your path to become an engineering leader? Yeah, it's a long, windy path, actually. I see, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I started, it's funny enough... Um, I was lucky enough to get access to a lot of, uh, to this special program in a way, mm-hmm. like early on to to get access to computers. Mm-hmm. So I kind of grew up with computers and it's yes. like I fell in love with it. And uh, through my general school, high school, it's all very intensive uh, yeah. computer science. Wow, well, okay. But when I got to, to university... Back then, I'm originally from Romania, by the way, I see. so back then it was, oh, banks are the future.
0: Oh, I see, of course, yeah, <laughs> banks are the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I chose to go and study economics in, uh, oh, see. in, uh, in university, which was a funny, uh, funny thing, uh-huh. and um, it actually played out really well for me. I see. So uh, it actually gave me my first opportunity to lead. So oh. I joined this, uh, this student organization mm-hmm. when I was in school, and maybe I wouldn't have got the chance if I went and did focus only on Young computer science. And I joined, it's called ISEC, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's the biggest student organization in the world. It's basically in every country, and it focuses on, uh, on organizing internships okay. for, for students to go and know other countries and then bring that uh, that knowledge back. They work at a, a company there or they do some volunteer work there and they understand mm-hmm. how everything works. It kind of does this double impact, one being the ambassador there, but also the ambassador of that country when
0: they're coming that, back. That's very interesting. And you said you had an opportunity to become a leader there or like? Yes.
1: So I joined the student organization. It was like totally random. I had a friend reach out to me and say, hey, you should see this presentation. And I loved it. Okay. And back then, this was kind of like a unique thing. They were like, Organization of sixty people locally. Okay, okay. and uh, we were basically running a company. Okay, I see. I was an eighteen-year-old okay. nice. uh, <laughs> together with other eighteen, twenty-year-olds uh, running a company, fundraising, figure out how to run, uh, to have budgets for everything, mm-hmm. organizing different conferences, going to companies, selling them our product in a way, right, and uh, organizing team. Achieving our goals—it was very, very interesting opportunity when you have 18, uh, when you're 18. Yes, and basically that led me to my first opportunity. I got to be very specialized in this software oh, I see. I mean that they were using to basically do all these international yeah. trainingships or internships. And that's how I got to be really good at what I was doing, even if I was pretty new into the organization. So somehow I ended up being a vice president on, oh, on okay. that area. Oh,
0: wow, okay, that's uh, something nice. Yes,
1: so running uh, my own team and everything. It's like, uh, and then the next year I became the president of our local committee and basically, uh, got me the chance to kind of work with you know think about yes, this the I globally see. work with a big organization technically because 60 people is quite
0: interesting so, so in a way you had a opportunity to, to practice leadership yes. before you kind of had the, Beef, a, yeah. the, the, a real experience of writing software commercially
1: yes it was nothing to do with software uh, yes. this was like completely separate i'd never had a job before so okay. this was my first that kind of experience awesome and uh, actually, it was great. It taught me, it opened my eyes because I got to meet a lot of yes. people from all over the world yes. by doing this. And it allowed me actually to create uh, friendships and get connected with mm-hmm. really smart, ambitious people, which is probably a key for all this yes. stuff. Yeah. And it allowed me to to go and look beyond what I was doing there, right? Banks
0: and I stuff. See. <laughs> Interesting. But then you get you got back to software after I university or sof- during university? Yes, I actually
1: got back to software.
0: Uh, after I tried a few
1: different jobs after I finished with the university. I didn't like it. I had you different know? expectations. <laughs> so I decided to make my own company. Oh. Uh, it's like right off the bat, one year after finishing the, the university, I was like, I cannot work for other people. I need to... Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. I didn't know what to do. I just knew that I want to build a company. And, so, and what, was, what,
0: did she, what did the company do? Was it a soft, so, software company? Yeah, that I was see.
1: the fun thing. I, I <laughs> took together, what can I do, right? I, I want to pr- build a company. What should I do? <laughs> so I ended up uh, doing a bunch of things that I was I knew how to do. One yes. of them was like building websites initially. Okay. And then that kind of what it stuck a lot of my customers, my initial customers, like, oh, we can you help us do this? Can you help us do that? And that evolved from from building a website into building applications and uh, and kind of growing uh, growing that business in a way helped me also to learn not only get back to the software part, but I also see. learn what it means to yes. run a business. That's awesome. And start from the customer and know that every single piece. It kind of is part of uh-huh, the same uh-huh. big part, right? Uh-huh. So you yeah, understand yeah, the trade-offs, understand how yes, to, yes. what to sell, what to not. So kind of
0: that was the, uh, my first uh, drive into leadership. It's very interesting. Like you had like this leadership experience and you had like a software leadership. How, how big the company eventually went? Like how how big it, it was? It was
1: quite small, like three people, yeah. I but see. it okay. was not, it still gave me that opportunity to kind of uh, look at it from a different, um, Point of view, right? But you Just
0: still had chance to write code and still do the, you know, talking to customers and everything. Yes, exactly. So
1: yes. I, I could do the end to end. Yes. And then after that, my journey was way more standard, let's say. Uh, that was, uh, ended up joining one of our customer, I like see. I shut down the, uh, the company and then joined, joined out one of our customers because they were building an office in Romania mm-hmm. and I basically started an office there and, but it was more of an icy role. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, somehow got lucky. the company reached out through, from Silicon Valley, reached out to me, I said to say Okay, let's try it. Let's figure it out. Went there. I see. It was a startup. It was the funniest experience <laughs> of my life because I thought a few things. I thought that people are crazy there. Yes. They're okay. like delusional.
0: Oh, will say. Okay.
1: Because, um, which I think that now I understand what is the difference, but coming from Europe oh, back yeah. then, it, it felt very like a small company with a software they could write in a weekend. They're like, we're going to be worth a billion dollars. And I'm like, like uh, No. <laughs> It's like why are they saying that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. And then you eventually joined I think the cousin. that yes. was a job you spent uh, yes. uh, several years at.
1: Yeah, it, uh, I, joined, um, uh, I joined another startup after that, yeah. and then I joined DocuSign. I spent about five years there. Yeah. I joined at an interesting time. The company was uh, Series D or Series mm-hmm. E when mm-hmm. I joined. Mm-hmm. And went through, through basically getting ready for an IPO, going yes. through that IPO. And after that, um, it was an interesting period. I learned a lot, and I had a lot of responsibilities because it was the same thing. You, you see problems, you jump to the opportunity. Once you jump to the opportunity, yes. there's more opportunities. And yes. uh, I ended up
0: growing and leading several pretty big initiatives there. Okay, I see. So I, I, I saw in your, in your profile that that's the time where you were promoted inside the company from senior engineer to yes. staff engineer, yes. and then eventually uh, took a role, a role of, an, of an architect there. Yes. What was this like? like my question is, when I speak with people who became staff engineers, there usually is a moment when they are offered to become managers.
1: Yes, and I
0: had that too. <laughs> so maybe can we talk about this this moment when that happened?
1: Yes, and then this and wh- was why m- didn't
0: you take it? Of course.
1: Um, it uh, it is a re- interesting question <laughs> because maybe at that time I didn't really. Um, understand uh some some of the things like some of the trade-offs and i had yeah. it wa- good you know yes <laughs> so i was already staff engineer uh-huh. and uh, my manager reached out and i was already leading my own team i was kind of a tlm ish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh at that point and um uh, my manager said it's like this is going great you want to you want to be a manager and i was like I don't know, I kind of <laughs> like this this thing. I don't want to <laughs> deal with the, the hard parts, yes, right? Yes. So I kind of chose to continue. I, I love also coding and yes. thinking about uh, the bigger uh, yes. bigger picture. So at that point, I kind of like, I want to go continue being on an IC track, yeah. but uh, I want to keep doing this. Yes. So um, it was an interesting experience because technically I got to... You know, have my cake and eat it too. Yes, I see what you mean. But down the road, when uh, once I joined Meta, I, I realized their trade-offs and their things that uh, that uh, maybe I I got it well, right? I, I could I, I was kind of protected in a way by my manager, uh-huh. and I could do everything that I wanted uh-huh. without actually you know worrying too much
0: about things. Oh, I see. So, so you jumped to your next job, which was at Meta.
1: Yes, that was a little bit later, but yes, I joined Meta. Uh, right after DocuSign. I was,
0: again, I chose to join
1: Meta because it was much lighter process than a lot of the bigger companies. Okay. And there was an opportunity to learn how, how big companies uh, does things. And it's also like, Meta has a bad reputation in general but a really good engineering reputation yes, I see. so yeah. i got the chance to work with some amazing people
0: and yes. understand their processes and everything so. i see that's that's uh, that's very interesting let's talk about hiring uh staff engineers yeah. so uh, maybe first thing can you quickly tell what kind of teams you're building in san francisco at product board so basically
1: we're at the stage where we're accelerating our focus on uh, on enterprise mm-hmm. so um, a lot of our customers are in San Francisco and in the US in general uh but a lot of our product engineering teams are in Prague. So um we're trying to to help uh, accelerate this more by bringing some teams you know mm-hmm. closer to the customers and basically we're going to try to focus a lot on the on the customer value here, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And um We're starting with the beginning of the funnel for what product board does. I don't know if your audience has all the context, (laughs) but basically we're focusing initially on the insights part, on the part where the product managers basically collect Mm -hmm. all the data, try to to understand and get information out
0: of it that will help them create better products. I see. Okay, and then we are hiring also, I assume, or only staff engineers and, and senior staff engineers? Yes, that's
1: a good question. So we decided to start with two small teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, each team will have one uh, senior staff and three staff engineers. The reason we wanna we wanna focus on getting super super senior people here. Mm-hmm. It's because our mission is driven by the customer, right? So we we want people to to be um, operating at a very high level, mm-hmm. focus on the customer, yes. focus, live in this ambiguity, because mm-hmm. this is what basically makes you a staff engineer, where you mm-hmm. deal with things that are not laid out clearly for you, mm-hmm. and you can think about the bigger picture, mm-hmm. you think about, hey, I don't know what I have to do, but I know that I have this customer, yes. I'm going to deal with, I know that I have these partners, I'm going to figure out what is most important for the company. So. This is why we're, we're really focusing on the staff engineers. Mm-hmm. We also want the staff plus engineers that we're mm-hmm. hiring to drive the growth of the company. Yes. So to bring value to the whole mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. and to help,
0: if successful, grow the company. I see. That's cool. Uh, then you will, I'm not sure if you already started receiving some uh, CVs. Yes. Uh, how, then? I'm interested. Like, what do you do first? Like, what do you look at? Like, what are the things that you think people maybe also don't do in their CVs and they should uh, do more?
1: And I guess this depends on every company, right? Yeah. So I'm going to focus a little bit of what we're trying to do and yeah. what we're we're looking at. And this is some conversation with our recruiters. Uh-huh. And the idea is like we're focusing initially on the culture fit mm-hmm. and the fit on is like, can somebody that we're getting here mm-hmm. fit in this requirements or I this, do, the place we are at the company, because uh-huh. you can be a great staff engineer, mm-hmm. but it, there are different types of companies mm-hmm. and some companies have more processes. Some companies are, uh, are at a different stage in mm-hmm. their life and then you can add a lot of value there, but yep. it's not always the case with startups. So mm-hmm. startups which I think we still are, have a different cadence of doing things. And mm-hmm. it's, I wanted to make it very clear what we're looking for, right, mm-hmm. from from that part of it. And it's both ways, right? Because you can get some value from working into this kind of environment and some the people that really enjoy these things can understand
0: that this is what we are about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is obviously beneficial for both of us. You don't want to end up in a company where... The environment wouldn't support your, your personal goals, maybe. Yeah, uh, but then how do you judge this? Like, I mean, I can see. <laughs> 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 like, uh, is it just the CV, or what do you look at when you receive a CV of a candidate?
1: Yeah, I can walk you a little bit through through the process, and so we're uh, we're gonna start with uh, basically targeting people based on uh, their experience mainly. Mm-hmm. I think the previous companies mm-hmm. that they used to be. Yes, it's a good indicator of the course. kind, the yes. culture they yes. they they are successful in. Yes, so we we targeted a few companies that we think that have a similar or like a, mm-hmm. a culture that we're uh, we're going towards. Mm-hmm. So chatted with the recruiters uh let's look at that definitely looking at uh, startups too this the, the companies are across the board right mm-hmm. um then we uh we're looking at something very specific we mm-hmm. we call it product engineer mm-hmm. right yeah. so uh, well.
0: yeah it's important
1: yeah we're getting these people to help us build a product yes. right Yes. So that means that uh, we have to start with the product first. And then, um, and I can go a little bit deeper. Probably you have questions on what does it really
0: mean. (laughs) Yeah, we we can go. So maybe let's first finish this like, how do you do hiring? And then we can talk about what it means to be a product engineer versus a general software engineer, let's say.
1: Okay. Okay. So we're looking at this kind of specific profile, Mm -hmm. but then we're also looking a little bit on how they're Mm -hmm. describing themselves. What Mm -hmm. do they care? Mm-hmm. So this is something that I really care about. It's like, what do you talk about? Yes. Are you going to talk about how big is your focus, right? Ah, yes. It's like, if you're, if you're focusing on uh, the technology that you use, yeah. maybe you're you're not there yet, I right? See. Where are you empowered to work at, I right? See. It's like, if that's the decision-making you've been, probably at the senior level, mm-hmm. and it's okay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of decisions you're familiar to take, right? But we're looking a little bit, people with more experience, mm-hmm. people that will focus on the big picture. Yes. And the big picture is... It's like, how can we help our customers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. can we drive value toward it, yes. uh, for, for our customers? Yes. Yes. So these are just the way you're, you're talking, right? The scope that you've been having, how do you express that scope? Maybe you did, but you didn't express it right, yes. right. And you're not focusing on that. So we are taking that as a sign of maturity and the mm-hmm. sign of, of your level. It doesn't mean that we're going to uh, of course. Push people yeah. out because we're still trying to calibrate as candidates come in and try to understand yeah. if the signals that we thought we're going to get are there. right? Yes. Okay. But both in first interview with the recruiter and then the hiring manager, our focus is solely focused on this part uh-huh. where it comes to can we understand
0: the, your scope of work, yes. how do you think about it, how do you approach yes. the problems. Yes. So. Okay, I see. Interesting, and then. If these people pass, they would go. What is the next stage? Do you do technical rounds, programming? Yes. We're still
1: validating our process. So Uh this might change a little bit. But right now, the way we're thinking, there's going to be a, it's going to be pretty standard for San Francisco, I guess. It's going to be pretty standard. You're going to have a technical round. It's mainly focused on data structure and algorithms, nothing uh, too complex. It's a baseline. Uh Uh, We're trying to just make sure we're validating and
0: there is a certain level, right? can you in these rounds already distinguish maybe potential let's say staff engineers and senior staff engineers or is is there something you can already see in this round that would separate these two groups somehow
1: no no uh, but probably it will be very hard to, yeah. to determine based on this uh, this kind of interview it's mm-hmm. more of a baseline mm-hmm. but there's uh not leveling but there's we have signals that we're looking for.
0: Yeah, and I agree. It's like this is the whole conversation and it's either the culture and you already see how people express themselves, I assume, and what they yeah. talk about. So I, I see yeah. that. But okay, I see. It I'm is not a leveling interview. Yes. So what, what happens next
1: uh, after the technical round? So assuming everything is good, we're going to dig a little bit deeper in our technical. Uh-huh. I guess, again, this is a very technical role. Right we're not uh, looking for people that will sit around and talk about stuff. We look mm-hmm. for people hands-on, able to deliver stuff. Uh, as a staff uh, at the beginning, the role will be very hands-on. Uh-huh. Just you can code. Drive uh, impact through this, yes. drive impact to your interpersonal skills, but drive impact, right? Uh-huh. And as a senior staff, we're expected to be more from the point of view that you have to, to run a team. Mm-hmm. So y- you're going to operate at a little bit uh, higher level. The impact is probably company level. So that's the difference. It's just about scope, mm-hmm. but the quality of your coding should be there and should be pretty high. Yes. Because you're going to mentor people, you're going to drive uh, what it means, and... Uh, um, you know, what product board engineering means on yes. the long term, yes. right? So we're going to do a bunch of uh, of technical uh, interviews. So once mm-hmm. you come on site, there will be a more practical mm-hmm. interview mm-hmm. We're we're still validating this. So it's not uh, <laughs> not fully uh, decided. So it's going to be more practical, sit down, maybe build an app together, mm-hmm. you
0: mm-hmm. know. See.
1: Then we're going to uh, probably try to validate on uh, your screening. Mm-hmm. So one more in-depth algorithm question. Then a systems design interview. Oh, nice. Okay, that's my favorite. <laughs> I think we want to make sure that we're we're covering end to end, and this is again something that I would love. <laughs> where we're gonna decide whether this is appropriate or not. But I think that is good to have the information about what you're gonna talk mm-hmm. ahead mm-hmm. of time and be able to have a very deep, in depth conversation. And this is one of the oh. interviews that we're gonna be deciding the leveling. Yes, I see. So because we can get a very in depth practical discussions here. Mm -hmm. And we can understand, you know, uh, maybe that
0: difference, right? Can you operate at the highest level? I see. My first question when you you say something like that is, how can I as a candidate, assess myself, you know, because especially step plus titles mean different things in different companies, depending on their stage and size and everything. So when I have certain ambition or mm-hmm. certain scope, I would like to bring value to. Yeah. Like, how, how would how would you recommend people to assess themselves where they sit? Like, should they apply for senior staff? Should they apply for staff? Or we have a single pipeline. Oh, okay, that's easy. So then. there's okay. uh,
1: there's the interviews are the same, and uh, there's one more interview, a behavioral interview. Basically, I we're gonna go through your experience, understand mm-hmm. you know a little bit more about you and your past and how you think. Mm-hmm. It's just again, this is pre-standard again this is a leveling because we can get de- deeper mm-hmm. into your mm-hmm. your other skills than uh, your coding skills mm-hmm. right so but the same interview process for everyone i see the difference will be made in the the last two interviews mm-hmm. we, based
0: on that we can decide whether whether is more appropriate one level or the other and what about people who don't now formally have the Steph plus title but mm-hmm. they see that they are operating on that level or mm-hmm. or very close to it How could these people do some check if it makes sense to apply?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't say just go and apply, Yeah. right? Whether you think whether you're staff or senior staff or you're not sure, and if you think that you really love what (laughs) we do and you think that could be a great fit, just go ahead and apply. We're gonna go through the process. You have a chance to, to also mm-hmm. get to know us and yes. see how we're thinking and what we're looking for and if this is the right fit. And then we can kinda of get to a place where we're we're seeing whether it's is it staff, is it senior staff? Yeah. Is it not yet there? And if it's not yet there, maybe there's a lot of opportunities to talk in a few months or a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So there's just Go
0: and apply if you like. Yeah, okay. board. Just go and apply. It's <laughs> good, good advice. <laughs> yeah. We can cut it out and put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see that. Uh, and then maybe as a, I want to also give advice to people who aspire to be there, and I mean, maybe they are realize they are not there. Mm-hmm. How do you think it's easiest or the best approach to start gaining more scope? Like, would you work with your manager? Would you work like? Um, side of your manager? I have my own opinion. Okay. This.
1: And this is like, maybe it's a, a lot of is driven also by the Facebook culture, but mm-hmm. I think it's very similar across uh, multiple companies. One, it's about scope, right? It's yeah. like being able to work at the bigger scope. And as you grow in your career, I think from staff to senior staff to principal, it's going to be the same kind of Mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. but at a different scope maybe it's like you're working at the org- organization level you're mm-hmm. working on your bunch of team across a bunch of teams right mm-hmm. as a staff mm-hmm. or maybe you reach out to a place where you're starting op- operating at a, a bigger organization in facebook there's like big organizations mm-hmm. then you operate at a company so what you drive it literally impacts directly the mm-hmm. results of the company mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so you you will learn how to learning about the problems that your organization Mm -hmm. has or the company has, depending if you're in a startup, basically you have to operate at the company level, right? (laughs) So understanding these problems Uh are the key in order to do that, right? So it's like, it's not going on the only about focusing on the, the job you have, right? Mm-hmm. Understand the problems you're trying to solve. Why does your team exist? What does yes. your your organization exist? What are the success metrics for that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then once you do, it's about creating scope for others, right? Because mm-hmm. as an individual contributor, right? Until senior level, it's all about how much you can code or how yes. much can you deliver individually. Yes. Yes. But as you move to staff, it's about, it's no longer if you can deliver X amount of work is more about, can you act as a multiplier? Yeah, can right. you be a two, two times, five times multiplier for everybody else around you, right? Mm-hmm. And what are your tools in order to act as a multiplier? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the bigger shift, tra- shifting from that I can do this to I can enable other people to do this mm-hmm. and helping them kind of grow their scope and mm-hmm. grow together. Because now you have, you can act as a multiplier of people that have bigger scopes. So then automatically you will have out the bigger scope, yes. right? So I think that's, yeah. it's, is not really different. It's okay. not really, but there's a change between senior and staff, and that's mm-hmm. why
0: we're kind of uh, yes. drawing the line there. I see. Interesting. You mentioned that you have to understand what a company what would be the most valuable thing for the company and i think that brings us back to the product engineering we talked about yeah can you quickly maybe define what what is a, who, who is a product engineer
1: yeah so the way i'm seeing this part of product engineer is like your goal is to build a product uh-huh. build a great product that means that there's a lot of things that you have to do in order to build a uh-huh. product right it's like you don't do it by yourself You have to collaborate with people, maybe design, maybe product management, depending on your level, maybe you're you're collaborating with your CEO or your uh, head of uh, something. So you still have to collaborate in order to build that to to, um, from understanding. Right? You have to understand the problem, you have to, to understand what are options for solutions, so mm-hmm. the more you're good at these other skills than just coding, the more successful you'll be so mm-hmm. that's why we're stressing about the product engineering part mm-hmm. because this is this is key. You focus on the product we're here to build a product we don't care about a certain way of coding let's say or I a see. certain tool that we're going to use I or ser- is not it's secondary we 're going to use the best things that Help us get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we want to do is to deliver the best solutions for our customers, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. de- deliver
0: great product for our customer. I see. Maybe if you could talk more about some to give more example, because I think the the, the term itself can be difficult to grasp when you hear it the first time. Mm-hmm. So let's maybe talk about some anti patterns, like what a product engineer should not focus on. I think you mentioned some of those things already, but yeah. uh, what, what, what do you think is like when you are not doing product engineering?
1: I mentioned a bit, you know, there's this tendency, man with a hammer, right? Yeah. As an engineer, you're going to have your tooling and you're like, that's your hammer yeah. and everything looks like a nail, right? Yeah. So you're going to try to apply the tooling to everything. But I think that is the opposite. When I'm thinking product engineer is exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. You start with the problem, you understand what you can do tackle what makes sense what are you uniquely equipped to help with into solving this kind of problem and apply that right Mm -hmm. so that's uh, one pattern or Mm -hmm. pattern -pattern, anti-pattern right Uh, uh, combo here i think that's that's the main part where we're not focusing so there are specialists in engineering which is great Mm -hmm. they solve real problems and they can Mm -hmm. go and sometimes they're hired it's like we have this kind of problem and you get to solve it, right? But we don't. I mean, we're not hiring for that part, right? We're hiring for generalists, people that are focused on the product and help us build a better product. And then that are adaptable enough to Mm -hmm. go and learn and figure out which tools and figure out maybe they don't need to operate that. Like They have certain skills that are not necessary being the best in one specific Mm thing.
0: What do you say, like, uh, I hear... Maybe things like being pragmatic a lot. Also, like I, I feel that this is this kind of like hacking things, but like in a good way. Like you know, like <laughs> seeing what is available and like creating something, you know, and knowing that doesn't have to be perfect for now. I mean, it has to be good enough. Like like nobody wants to have a um, a lot of tech debt. But I think you have to have this mindset that you are solving the problem, and it's not like something that will be there as an art you know it's yes. something that uh, is a mean to solve the problem
1: yeah because we never have time right yes. so i'm personally i've been influenced i grew up in the era where uh, when ruby or Rails was a yes. thing and i remember in my school i read uh, getting real oh yes of like course. i don't know yes. uh, yeah so basically it's a it's a set of blogs Yes. posts that yes. are put together in something that looks like a kind of
0: book. I, I, mean, I prefer to say this, uh, essays, but yes. <laughs> it's an essay,
1: it's a bunch of essays that are focusing around uh, er, er, written by yes. uh, the founders ba- of Base, Basecamp or 37signals, uh, yes. whatever the Back name then is now. 37
0: signals, yes. yeah.
1: So basically the founders of Basecamp and they put together everything and kind of it's very opinionate. then it's very pragmatic mm-hmm. right so it kind of influenced the way i'm thinking about stuff this is how i ran my first company this is how i ran my second company yes. this is yes. how
0: i try to keep in mind through my career it's it's funny you mentioned because i reread that book uh, a year ago i think i was just going through my uh, ebooks and i look at it up, said, yeah i haven't read it for, for a while and i was surprised how relevant it is like how the advices are so general in a way mm-hmm. that even after i think it's 10 years maybe yeah. it was published it's, it's really still relevant and i and i think it gives a really good mindset of how to approach uh, building software and products so yeah that's a good that's a good uh, and i think it's uh, i don't want to lie but i think i saw it even for free on yes, the yes it is for free yes. it is
1: still for free and they kind of Published a real book out of this. It's a rework, if I remember the name correctly.
0: There was a little bit different uh, book, I think. I I read both of them. Uh, Yeah, it's
1: it's based on the same thing. Yes, yes. But getting real is still free and available online. I definitely recommend to read it. But yeah, that was stayed a lot with me. And then also through in Facebook, seeing an organization that almost a thousand people, right, and kind of being able to operate quite pragmatically mm-hmm. and quite uh, fast, and mm-hmm. uh, not getting bogged down for, uh, into getting to the results. It's quite uh, impressive. It's not all perfect,
0: mm-hmm. but it, uh,
1: it taught me a lot.
0: Th- that is very interesting you say that because I struggled with changing my mindset there because, you know, you, you read the books, you watch tutorials and, mm-hmm. and people, you somehow get that you should value nicely written things. Uh, in in a way, maybe some would say over-engineered, you know. Like, mm-hmm. but there's certain values in engineering that you want to do a good job, and uh, maybe it's also coming from the civil engineering, you know, when mm-hmm. people have great plans and they have everything thought out uh, before they even start digging. Uh, how do you switch this? Like, how do you make that step and say, okay, like I'm not here to build the perfect thing. I'm here to build working software.
1: I would focus on two things, right? So it's like two. Uh, one part is something that I learned. Uh, there's another book. It's called uh, how does it called? W- w- uh, w- w- lean Startup. Lean yeah. Startup. Yes. 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 Eric Ries. Right. Yes. Exactly. So um, it's very important because yeah. one part of this process of the the lean methodology is learning, right? Yes. So when you're building something and you're trying to make it perfect and you invest a lot of you you st- Stop learning because you don't put it in front of yes. your customers. You don't put constraints on yourself that I need to do this thing in this time. So I need to prioritize. I need mm-hmm. to learn something. I want to I take better decisions, mm-hmm. right? So once you, you can do everything, you don't focus. So mm-hmm. once you don't focus, it's hard to learn. It's mm-hmm. hard to learn to make better better choices, right? Yes. So I think this is very important. Having that learning part in every piece of your pro- uh, of a process it forces you kind of to go that way mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. to to kind of start taking decisions mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. You, you don't have all the time in the world what can i do yes, right yes. so that's the really important part the second part is a little bit about my something that i realized for myself in general in life right mm-hmm. and is that uh, things are are not about you know, like, cannot be good, perfect yes. at everything. Yes. But in order to be successful, you have to be good at a lot of things, yes. right? So you can put maybe 10, 20% of your energy in getting to 90%. Yes. You're not gonna be better than everybody else, but you're gonna be 90%. Yes. But once you 90% in multiple things, yes. Together they will compound, and they will push you to to be much better with much less mm-hmm. effort uh, than trying to be very specific into one thing, be the best, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the the gains are marginal. The value that you gain from other things are, are mm-hmm. marginal. Yes. Right. So if you neglect everything yes. else, yes. it's not going to be as good. Yeah. So I prefer for for uh, um, you know. Work that way where mm-hmm. we're trying to get to be good enough at uh, uh, all the important parts that that make a company successful yes. and together getting good enough at all those things would make the company great yes right yeah I see so. that's interesting
0: yeah I, 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 I like this approach and I've been working at product board close to one year and what is interesting here is that we build a software for product managers, so product managers are our customers and I had to understand the role of product manager to a greater depth than I ever had before. And so when we talk about product engineering, what I see is that you kind of have to take a lot of from this side, from like yep. from product managers, what they care about, yep. and try to apply it in the engineering. So yeah, like working product board has been very beneficial in a sense because you say like I, I had to learn more about product management and I think that you know very early in my career I saw product managers as people who give you tasks to do and and in a way maybe when you are a junior that's that's what you want to do but I think that eventually you start to appreciate and you start to see the complexity of that work uh, or or the work that could be there sometimes uh, but yeah like I think that Taking that that mindset on your own will also help you. You don't have to depend on having a specialist in that in your team. You can do many of these things uh, yourself.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's what it means to be a team, right? Mm -hmm. It's like if you look at sports team, I don't know if you like basketball, but I'm from uh, San Francisco (laughs) and there's a basketball team called Golden State Warriors there. And they've been pretty successful lately not so good this this year but <laughs> relatively pretty good successful and there's one player in particular Steph Curry mm-hmm. that it's been the best shooter in uh, in ever in in the history of the NBA but what makes him great is not that only he can shoot yeah. he moves constantly okay. and makes opportunities for everybody uh, else I right see. if he would just shoot the value would be very diminished right I see. so Part of being part of a team is not like do your job, that yes. his first job is uh, is to shoot, right? Yes. It's like he's constantly putting everybody uh-huh. else in a I better see. position, so now yes. they can make better decisions and contribute to the team better, right? Because if, if he pulls in two defenders, <laughs> the, the other player can shoot. So this is the key, right? Yes. To work with the people together, right? Mm-hmm. You have certain skills and you're going to take advantage of those, right? Mm-hmm but working together and understanding what they can do, where, yes. how is their best yes. shooting position, yes. right? How you
0: can yes. draw the things uh, yes. that you yes. can. Yes. I know. like that. That's uh, i I'm not a big fan of uh, basketball. Maybe I will now look at it, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's, that's like a very good principle you just said. I, I can imagine in basketball, you know, I never yeah. played, I mean, I played a bit, but how do you do that in engineering? Like it's such a, it feels like a leap, you know, like in basketball, I can see that, but what are the, the same behaviors applied to engineering teams? Like how do you put your colleagues in a better position? I feel it's
1: about understanding, uh-huh. create, like understand what other people are good at, mm-hmm. right? Understand what their job is, mm-hmm. right? Understand what, what, is, um, what is the goal that you have together? Where is that team mm-hmm. going, right? Mm-hmm. Can you align with your team? Can you go together? And now once you understand where you're going, right? what is your goal, mm-hmm. and understand what they're good at, mm-hmm. you can actually put them in the position to be doing what they're doing, right? Or you can help them be better at what their gaps are and the other way around, right? And so you mm-hmm. grow together. So it's a, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. So if you can put yourself in this position, it's a cycle. So, so you have to stop thinking only about yourself mm-hmm. in a way, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is what I'm talking about with mm-hmm. the multiplier, right? I see. And think about how you can take a team or a organization yes. or a company to the next level together, right? So it's like understanding yes. yeah. is the key
0: into this. That's that's interesting. So maybe to quickly sum up what you said in the past few minutes is that as a senior, let's say, you are very good at one particular thing, and you can focus on that. Mm-hmm. But as you, as you grow, you need to grow in one dimension. It's like the product thinking and seeing the bigger scope, but also not focusing on that one technical skill you can deliver yourself, but look at how, others people, how other people can deliver it faster if, if you do it together and you help them, which I think is, is a scary step to do because uh, you draw your confidence even from your ability to code, I don't know, fast and great software. Mm -hmm. And now you have to do a step where you say, you do it, you know? And even though I know I would have made it awesome, uh, is there something you can give an advice to, like how to, yeah, how 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 to get there, like how not to be afraid? I'm
1: pretty sure it's not just
0: me, but yeah. I think the pleasure of
1: getting somebody succeed is higher than for you to do the same thing one more time. Right? So,
0: just, so basically say, try it one time and you see how infectious that feeling is?
1: Yeah, I think you should try more times, not yes. just okay. one time. <laughs> but uh, there is an effect, right? One, you're, you're going to share more of the joy that that person yes. gets, right? Yes. You're going to see them. Be successful yes. at something, you're going to see them getting better, you're going to share part of that, mm-hmm. but they're going to teach you something too. Now mm-hmm. you have better people around you, I see. they can push you to to learn different yes. things, you create relationships yes. to, that can help you, you know, mm-hmm. like, be better, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's not, we're not living by ourselves in this world, yes. right, where we share, and this is why we're successful as a species, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we... You know, you you know about the Neanderthals and the <laughs> sapiens. Basically, the yeah. Neanderthals were smarter, stronger, yeah. everything. Yeah. But somehow, the more connected species
0: succeeded, right? The yeah. So, so that comes, you know, all the way to the back of the idea of teams, right, and everything. Yeah. I see. Okay, yeah. that uh, it all wraps up together. It's, it's nice. I didn't. F- I didn't think we would get so philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me quickly check if there's something else we want to talk about. Maybe one thing that I found interesting is about joining an organization. Mm-hmm uh how do you think what, what should people do when they join when they join as a staff or senior staff or staff plus engineer uh, an organization like what, what do you expect would be the most efficient start of that
1: uh if you think i think it's uh it's good to have early wins. Mm-hmm. so just trying to understand the piece and see if you can have impact
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: it's really important one it uh it creates that confidence for mm-hmm, you, right? Mm-hmm. You you started to, to show value, right? Mm-hmm. And two, it now you can build on top of it. Mm-hmm, You're good mm-hmm. at this small piece here. Yes. Now yes. you can add another piece mm-hmm. and you can be good at that and then do it a hundred times and now yes, you have yes, a lot yeah. of things. Um, the other part is understanding. I think it really has to start with that. Mm-hmm. Just understand not only you know the very specific part of your job, mm-hmm. but understand mm-hmm. the whole area of influence. Again, start small because it's hard. You're going to yes. be overwhelmed with everything. Yes. But as you you're doing things, I think it's important to, to keep in mind, understand, mm-hmm. understand. N- you know at the staff you're going to work with a lot of people yes. so understand the dynamics understand yes. what the company culture is what uh-huh. gets things done and what gets things you know not mm-hmm. no, very not successful <laughs> yes so yeah i think these are these are pretty much the, okay i see the first few few things like have that understanding mindset and focus on getting impact uh-huh. small impact uh-huh. early on
0: and would you when you, would, when you would join a new company, I, I mean, you did uh, recently, mm-hmm. um, do you maybe write some notes in mm-hmm. some way or something? like? Because I know that many people do. So, yeah. uh, and I, I recently noticed that people have different approach to writing notes. So, how how do you write your notes? Yeah, you I'm join? not
1: super organized, but I do tend to write notes. Uh-huh. If you look through them, you probably wouldn't understand much, but I do. Yeah, that's for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's important
1: <laughs> but i i keep taking notes and uh-huh. maybe that's a area of growth for me yes. to to be even more deliberate and not have like a journal and yes. things like that i think it's again it comes back to learning yeah where you're able to be able to reflect if mm-hmm. you don't keep track it's going to be in your brain yes right yeah, yeah, yeah. but you get lost you yeah. lost con- you lose yeah. context you, you so it's yes. it's good to sound. i think it helps you grow I agree.
0: Uh, I recently started uh, following this. Uh, it's called Para Method mm-hmm. by Diego Forda, and it been, that has been really important for me. And I think it's, it's kind of a simple idea, and it's important. Like, it has to be simple, otherwise, yeah. it can't be any complex set of rules. And I, yeah, I, I really like that. And I think that the best thing is that I have a confidence that I can, like, find things. And it also forces you to kind of like look at the important things because uh, my problem was like all my notes were on the same level mm-hmm. and now they have, they have some meaning I guess yeah. and you have these projects you work on like on short term and some areas you, you oversee and that has been really interesting and sometimes before I wouldn't write a note because I wouldn't know what to do with it and now I know it's a two line note it's okay I, I, I put it in this place and eventually you know I will find it so that has been uh, a tip I would like to give is like this, this parameter has been important for me
1: Nice, I should check that out.
0: Actually, it sounds great. <laughs> I think it's like the third book we'll be recommending in this podcast. Uh, we'll definitely put the description somewhere below, wherever you, you know, listen yeah, yeah. or watch this. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you, Claudio, for, for coming here. Yeah, thank you. And uh, sharing your expertise. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to us. If you have any comments, uh, reach out. We are on all platforms, I think. You can write us a comment. You can write us a review. Uh, we appreciate it, and we read each and one of them. And uh, this has been Engineering Leadership Excellence by Product Board. We are hiring in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, so uh, if you, if, how did you say that, Claudio? If you, if you think you would like the company, just apply. Yeah, uh, at least we can talk. So if you have
1: questions or anything, I'll be happy to sit down and talk.
0: Thank you and uh, hope to hear you. uh, Hope to, well, hear you, I didn't hear you. So (laughs) hope to meet you uh, uh, in the next episodes of our podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.